Winter is here. Book your flu vaccination online today at chemistwarehouse.co.nz. This is In the Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, indeed, we celebrate all things Crusaders rugby and lots to celebrate too. A number of their players clearly making the All Blacks and also making the All Black 15 in a demolition against the Blues. 52 points to 15. They're just such a well-oiled machine. And looking at the contrasting performance of the Chiefs versus the Brumbies, you just get a sense that the Crusaders will make it seven straight. Joining me tonight, he's my favourite Cantabrian All Black Grady. Uh, I was going to say Ian Jones, but it's actually <laughs> it's Justin Marshall. Hi, Justin. Yeah, good evening to you, Watto, and uh, good evening to, to everybody joining us for In the Red this evening. I would imagine um, feeling pretty chuffed with what was a very complete performance on the weekend, mate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Blues were woeful, but the Crusaders just didn't allow them to play. They just, as I said, I've said to you, for all the injuries, they just have this uncanny ability to slot players in, and there's no chinks in the armour. The machine just continues to run smooth. I mean, look, I think even every rugby pundit was surprised by the blowout here, surprised by how disappointing the Blues were, but just surprised at just how, how much cohesion there was still in this Crusaders team, considering the changes. Absolutely, and you look. We we spoke about it uh, on last Monday, didn't we? That you know this this was truly going to be a significant semi final. Um, it was a real hard one to call. Um, whichever um, got the win was it was going to be tight and tough, uh, and and that didn't matter who you were supporting. Uh, the way that it played out and transpired was just simply uh, unfathomable at the at the start of the week. You know the the way that. The Crusaders came out uh, like a bull at a gate and just attacked the game. Um, they were clinical in everything they did. They were Their tempo was amazing. Their uh, strike power was incredible. Their physicality was on point. Uh, and their defence, um, in particular, just frustrated the Blues. But for all of them coming out of the, like a bull at a gate and and uh, getting into their rhythm really quickly and the, and the Blues looking a bit shell-shocked and kind of not, up for it at that point of the game, you, you kind of were always expecting a response, weren't you? Well, I was, um, and it never came. It, it never. They never got to that level of uh, you know of where the Crusaders were at for the eighty minutes. The Blues at no stage got there. The consolation tries were exactly that word, consolation. Yeah, for they me, really for me, and I think he's he's had a hell of a season and just seems to go from strength to strength. And I, I thought he was maybe just a little bit disappointing last year in the All Blacks. But I, I just think Cody Taylor's just setting that tone, particularly at the breakdown, particularly at the turnovers. Um, and yeah, and clearly Richie Mawanga just seems to be going from strength to strength. I mean, just an absolute contrast in class between him and Bowden Barrett. It was the other evening, wasn't it? And And you'd have to... I guess you you could argue that Richie Moonga was behind a much superior Rolls Royce Ford pack, and he was. Um, so, you know, when when you do have that, that helps. Uh, you're functioning better. Everything you do is at at a different pace, uh, and you're going forward rather than being static or even worse, going backwards. Uh, but you know, you certainly feel that also gamesmanship comes into it. You know, the way that your drivers get you in the right areas, they call the right moves. Uh, they recognise what a defence is doing and, and adapt and adjust, uh, and that's what good players do. And it didn't look like um, Bowden Barrett had a clue as to how to unlock that Crusaders defence. Um, I totally agree with you on Cody Taylor. I don't think it's um, by any means uh, you know, uh, quite 
confidently, quite confident for me to say that, you know, he 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 is leaps and bounds above where he was last year. Uh, I think his leadership has been huge as well. You know, with Whitelock being out at times, um, Scott Barrett being out at times. You know, uh, you know, I think he really steps up as a leader um, to assist the captains or. Uh, you know, just to be there when they need him, uh, makes good decisions. And, yeah, the fact that he had to come on after Brodie McAllister uh, so, suffered a significant injury, you know, it's not never easy having been out there and worked like he did, sitting down for 10, 15 minutes and then getting back up. And I, I watched him come back on, and I think he made, he, made, he made the very first tackle off the tail of the line-out that he got up and contested the ruck, and then... The Blues went right and came back to the left where Cody was again. He made another tackle and got back up. He just He's just got such a great work ethic and didn't take any time to warm up having been sat on the bench for 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, look, I, I, I said this about six weeks ago, Justin. I always felt that even after the loss to the Chiefs in Hamilton that come finals time, I still felt the Crusaders would win this. I've got to be honest, last week I was a little bit concerned by the number of injuries, but from that performance mm. I saw and watching the Chiefs, I do think, even though they're playing away, I do think the Crusaders will win another one. And what scares me are the young players that are coming through. And you look at, you know, Oli Yago, okay, 27 years of age, just made this All Blacks 15. Then you go and have, um, look at Quentin Strange, another one that's made the All Black 15. You go back down, Christian Leo Willie. And then you've got Tamaiti Williams, who has actually made the All Black squad, played for almost 60 minutes. I mean, this ability yeah. to bring players through and bring them up to speed quickly and not be afraid to empower them and give them their opportunities. Absolutely. You know, and continue to make them better players. You know, Dallas McLeod, Absolutely. Um, and and uh, I don't think it was any coincidence either that Will Jordan started the fire. I, I, he probably has heard that people um, saying he hasn't quite got back to the level he needed to be. Well, he got back to it at the weekend, albeit he was allowed to by some pretty average decisions on defence from particularly centre out from a lot of the Blues outside backs. Um, they didn't make good choices. Um, I know you're a big, you were a big uh, fan, and uh, many were, of uh, Bryce Heem and the way he'd been playing, and I, and I don't deny that he had been playing well, but they certainly did do a number on him defensively, the Crusaders. They really mm. uh, tied him in tight, and then when they wanted to stretch him, he got beaten a couple of times on the outside break really badly. Um, so I think a lot of those key players, those All Blacks in that um, back line, given that they were without a few up front uh, and some key ones, you know, the likes of Moonga, um, Goodhue, Enor, uh, Will Jordan in particular, yeah, and then obviously the devastating firing Anuku. You know, when that team needed those guys to front, they were up for it big time. They fronted and they executed what was a very genius game plan. And let's give credit to, once again, Scott Robinson, his coaches, uh, and their ability to work out how to completely bamboozle the Blues. That's two years on the bounce. They did it in the final where they ambushed them and the Blues didn't have a single answer. And they did it again the other night. And that goes to show, you know, that culture that people talk about, that background work that goes on, but more importantly, Scott Robertson and his team being able to get the best out of his players and then figure out how to frustrate a team. I've never seen what guys like Mark Talia, who was in such great nick. Um, I think there's one stage he went about six steps backwards to try and yeah. go forwards. Um, Bowden Barrett getting stuck in the pocket and three or four times throwing the ball along the ground. You know, um, Rico Ioane never really got in any space apart from one breakout. You know, they just... 
they just had it. They just had them worked out, and that's got to be, you know, credit not only to the players and the way they fronted, but the the game plan and the and the the thought process that went into getting the the, 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 the guys prepared and in the right zone. Uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Mark Talia, uh, Rico Awani. I'm also going to add Finlay Christie in there. I thought he possibly had his worst game I've seen him for a long mm. time in the Blues jersey. Mm. Uh, how concerned the fact that the Crusaders made those players look fairly ordinary and perhaps showed some deficiencies. I mean, should we be concerned at an all-black level uh, with what we saw from Talia, with what we saw from Rico Awani and how easily the Crusaders did shut them down? Yes, we should be. But because, you know, particularly key players like your nines and tens, should be recognising uh, what what a defence is doing to you and why it is limiting the way that you can play and forcing you into that static, um, you know, non-creative position, which happened to them so many times and forcing you almost backwards because I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that's exactly how Ireland, Wales and England defend. They, mm. they, they defend exactly the same. They throw that third or fourth guy out up into the face of a first, second receiver and let you think that they're... There's nothing on where actually there is space. It's just about your ability to work out what defensive they are doing. Look, at the end of the day, um, Bowden Barrett tried a, a cross kick or two, and they actually did find some width um, late in the game. But the, the horse had bolted by then. And to a degree, the Crusaders mm. had switched off. So, yeah, it is, because we will get that type of defence. That's exactly how South Africa defend. Mm. They, that, that's the way they play. Their game plan is very narrow. Um, it's very uh, kick-orientated about squeezing and suffocating the opposition, frustrating them into the feeling that you can't shift the, the ball and you kick it away. And it is a concern that our players are still not adjusting to that type of defensive system. But it also, too, just highlights the quality and class of Jack Goodyear, who's only really just starting to come into form. I was surprised that he didn't make the All Black squad, um, but maybe there's some logic in putting him in the All Black 15 and guaranteeing him some more game time and the door's perhaps not shut for the Rugby World Cup. But, you, you know, you talk about the defences that, South Africa and Northern Hemisphere sides are going to bring. I don't know, Goodyear just seems to be that guy, and I think he again showed it against the Blues um, on Friday night, seems to have that ability to be able to read a game really well and to be able to change things up and be tactically, I don't know, he just seems to have great tactical now and, and great spatial awareness. Absolutely, and I 100% do not agree with the decision they've made to leave him out, and if you're in that All Blacks 15, you know, look, it's it's if you're a younger player, it's a step um, to be recognised, which is great. But at the end of the day, that rugby championship squad is 36 players. That's not including the players that were unavailable for injury. It's got to drop to 33 for Rugby World Cup from the rugby championship, which means that, you know, there's going to be three players taken away from that team. So how on earth do they, they think that they're going to get anyone from that All Blacks 15, a bar a mass run of bad injuries into that, 33 to go Rugby World Cup, which means why on earth did you not put, when you've got David Harvelli and Quintu Paya still both injured, Jack Goodhue back in the mix, who's been there before, has been uh, under that regime, has proven to be a starting All Black, and is just starting to come right. What is he going to get out of being in that All Blacks 15? He needed to be in that rugby championship side and making a statement for the 12 or 13 jersey.
It, I just don't get it. I don't get why he is not there. Yeah, yeah. look, and I'm in plenty of reward for a lot of Crusaders across both teams, and this is about celebrating the Crusaders. Uh, speaking yeah. to, I guess, uh, everybody's somewhat surprised that Dallas McLeod has been picked, and he's been picked as a midfielder, again, um, ahead of... Uh, yeah, uh, ahead of... Um, um, Goodhue, yeah, yeah, Tuivasa-Sheik. Good, good, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with Tuivasa-Sheik, but sorry, just the yeah, head of Jack Goodhue. I, 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 look, great great reward. Yes, he can play out on the wing there, but yeah, mm. just just knowing what we've got, looking at where we've come in the past, um, big game temperaments, um, yeah, I, I, I scratch my head, but I don't want to take anything away from Dallas McLeod, but I don't think anybody saw that one. No, neither do I. You know, and I think the, the form that he's shown, he, he deserves it, you know, but you're right, it, it does wonder where it leaves the likes of, you know, many people were saying, you know, Levi um, Omoa, uh, um, Thomas Umanga Jensen, you know, Billy Proctor, you know, where we, those guys are obviously another bridge quite a long way away from making the All Blacks when someone like Dallas McLeod can mm. slot in there with, without, um, with only probably playing, this is possibly really his only real first year of regular starts for the Crusaders. Um, so there's something there that they've seen. Look, he's he's big and tall, uh, which helps when you're when you're an inside back, particularly at twelve. Um, I think there's no um, disguising the, the the reasoning behind putting Geordie Barrett there at six foot four or whatever he is. Uh, you know that you know a big, strong, hard running player there that can offload. Um, you know Dallas McLeod is of that same type of DNA. Uh, so there's probably something that they've seen there. The one thing I will say about him is he doesn't often miss a tackle. Defensively, man, he is solid. So, look, I, I have no problem um, with the fact that he hasn't earned that spot because he has earned it because his form, you couldn't say, has been patchy. It's been consistent. Mm. There's something there that they can see that they think that they can mould and make an even better player and and and, and make an all-black midfielder out of. But it does go to show you that many players that we thought they might be looking at, uh, that they haven't even been considered when you looked at they've gone to someone like him um, in a World Rugby World Cup year. Yeah, and I think that's the point. It's Rugby World Cup year. Uh, 14 minutes after seven, you're listening to In the Red. Mark Watson alongside me, all black, great crusader, great. Uh, Justin Marshall. Now, the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. When we come back, we will put the spotlight and focus on this week's game against the Chiefs. What do the Crusaders need to do to win this final what sort of tactics they need to employ to shut down a Chiefs team that has only been beaten once this season. 14 and a half after seven. Yes, indeed. 18 minutes after seven, celebrating all things Crusaders. Rugby been a lot to celebrate. Uh, alongside of me, Crusaders, great all black, great Justin Marshall. Justin, this weekend against the Chiefs, the final. We've seen what the coaching staff can do against the Blues. They've figured us out. Do they need to do much to figure the Chiefs out? Are the Chiefs playing as well as they were mid-season? Are they starting to... I don't know, taper off a little bit? Um, no, I, I I think they've been, to a degree, put under pressure by two teams that they didn't expect to put them under that much pressure. Uh, there's no doubt that, you know, conditions played a part in both games. Um, but more importantly, I think uh, those two sides just came with a real physical attitude. Uh, the game become narrower than what the Chiefs would have liked, again, due to conditions and the way the opposition wanted to play. I think the Australian teams recognised um, that they do not want to go toe-to-toe, particularly you know, with a team like the Chiefs, with the 
X factor that I've got on their side uh, with quick ruck speed ball and play an expansive game. Um, they just didn't want to even enter into a contest like that. So the, the Chiefs got quite narrowed in both of those games by the opposition. Uh, that's not to say the Crusaders won't do that to them as well. Um, but they had to figure out a new way to, to, to win, you know, because they weren't able to get Narawa and Stevenson and co into the game as much um, because of, of that game plan. So it's a catch-22, really, um, where the game goes that way and then you're reliant on um, other areas to try and win the game. But ultimately, they did in both occasions, albeit leaving it until the last quarter in both. Uh, so, yeah, um, it doesn't mean that they're not capable of playing the way that they, they're able to. It's just what the opposition are going to let them to. And to a degree, if it ever bloody well stops raining in Hamilton, how many times has it been raining up there for the... Oh. Oh, 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 mate, it's oh, not really? it's, it's not just Hamilton. It's it's Auckland, Justin. I've just oh. Ben's just been down in your part of the country, telling me how stunning, how beautiful it is, mate. We all just want to move yeah. down. We all just want to get out. Uh, look, one thing we did see with the Chiefs buying into this kicking game, almost this force back. Uh, what are the tactics behind that? And you surprised that they've bought into that, and they'd bought into it the week before. Uh, I th- I think again, you know, conditions dictated that, and, and what you don't want to do when the opposition are going to just massively target, because you can massively target a, a breakdown um, and, and areas to turn the ball over like that when it's really hard for the opposition, if you do go really narrow and target the breakdown and throw numbers at it and be real disruptive at, at source, what happens though is you leave yourself exposed in the, on the outsides because you've, you've narrowed the field, you've committed people that would usually spread. But the problem is with a greasy, greasy ball, it's really hard if you do actually manage to win it um, cleanly and they've committed to that area uh, to get it to the outside. And what you definitely do not want to do when that's the case is turn it over. And so, you know, you need to play in the right areas first. And, and I think, you know, when when, that, when the opposition are forcing you to do that, uh, yes, you can probably kick away a little aimlessly, but yet you're still not going to concede penalties in the wrong parts of the field. Um, yes, you might execute a poor kick, but still the opposition have to bring it back, you know, 70 or 50 metres or whatever it might be to get into a better zone. So, um, yeah, I'm not convinced that it's that that it's been that poor or they've kicked too much, but I would be very concerned for them if they kick that much to the Crusaders' back three, put mm. it that way. Um because I think that they, that they are basically wanting you to do that. That's what they're enticing you to do as a defensive system. They're enticing you to kick to them and hopefully kick aimlessly. Looking at that Chiefs forward pack, Jacobson, Kane, Finau, Va'i, uh, Ritalik, Dyer, Takiaho and Ross off the bench. You've got Thompson, Norris, Ryan, Akoi, Asawa, Kula. Where's the weakness? I mean, the game's won up front. Where's the weakness? How do, they, how do the Crusaders exploit this Chiefs forward pack, how do, you, how do you break them down? Well, I think they did a pretty good job of it in that second game up in Hamilton. Um, and, you know, the, the I think the nutshell um, out of that was they just didn't at times quite finish off some of their good work, the Crusaders. Um, I think they would have learnt to be more clinical because the one thing the Chiefs do do is they scramble well and they, they really um, bar up on their own line. They, they are very desperate defenders defending that try line and the Crusaders a couple of times butchered that and uh, I think at one stage even lost the ball over the line. Um, so really, I, I think w- w- if you're thinking about the Crusaders and the way that they'll approach and, and toughen up to that forward pack, I think they'll know that they can. 
you know, they, they, they're, they've got the most amount of more tries in the competition. Um, it was 12 and it went up to 13, I think it was at the weekend. They didn't get two, did they? But anyway, if, if, if not, they are the best mauling team in the comp. Um, so that just doesn't come about by uh, one team being able to shut you down. So I think they won't be afraid to go to their strengths. They won't be afraid to roll their sleeves up against that forward pack. In fact, they'll embrace it. And, and that's why they'll get to that level again, I believe, because they'll see the calibre of that forward pack and it'll just get them absolutely feverish. It'll get the blood boiling to go out there and be able to take on that forward pack full of stack full of all blacks and, and uh, get stuck into them. How many weeks ago did Scott Hansen start preparing for this game? We know that it was about eight weeks yeah. prior to the final last year against the Blues when the Blues beat them. How much planning has been done for this Chiefs team for this week? Yeah, I'd say quite a lot, uh, but equally I would suggest that there's been quite a lot done on them as well um, from that Chiefs environment. You know, they're very good. They they have managed to topple the Crusaders twice already this season, so they'll know what works for them. Uh, they'll be very well aware of where they can attack the Crusaders both offensively and defensively and frustrate them um, and cause them problems. Um, but yeah, equally the Crusaders will be the same way orientated. They would have looked at those two games and seen where they were slightly deficient and, and off. You know, they were cracking games of rugby, both of them. Um, and I think uh, the one the one point that comes out of it for me that I think Scott Hansen um, will be thinking about, especially when he's thinking about, um, you know, defence and, and equally when they're thinking about their mindset, will be the Chiefs don't offer you up very many chances. You know, if you can frustrate them to turn over the ball defensively and get on the front foot and attack, don't panic. You know, take take your time and be patient because it'll take a bit to wear them down. And uh, I think that their mindset will be very much, we were in both of those games, but we let too many chances slip and they are very good at taking theirs. That's the one thing that they are good at, at grabbing opportunities when they present themselves. The ease at which they beat the Blues. I mean, the Blues were disappointing. The Crusaders were brilliant, but the Blues were disappointing. Beating the Blues 52-15, heading into a final, is that a strength or a weakness? Does that benefit the Crusaders, or would they have liked maybe a a, a tougher contest? The only thing that it doesn't... Uh, well, doesn't the only thing out of it, sorry, um, I'll re- restart, serve them well, is the level they got to. And that is with unequivocally, in my mind, is one of the greatest performances in a final series I've seen from a Crusaders team ever. They were, at, a, like I said, at a level and a tempo. The body language showed it. You know, when they won a breakdown, the backs came in. Their energy levels and their physicality in that game was, was as high as I've ever seen a Crusaders player in any shirt and any team collectively you know can they get there again because they were that dominant and I think the quality of the opposition and the challenge and the venue they're going to will enable those players to get that feeling again really quickly of where they need to be and that sense of it doesn't matter if we get to this level it doesn't matter what you put in front of me with what color jersey it on they won't cope with us that would be my messaging for the week so you know, that, that, that's what they've got to believe in. So um, I don't think anything will come out of that Blues game apart from the fact that if we get to that level again and we take on the Chiefs with that type of attitude and that type of desire and, I don't know, desperation and, you know, just everything about the game, they will they will be a very, very hard team to beat.
I tell you what, I'm so bloody excited about Scott Robertson taking over the All Blacks, man, with what he has <laughs> yeah, done with yeah. this Crusaders team. And unbelievable. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Never judge a book by its cover. Uh, seriously, mm. like that guy breaks the, I guess, the conventional mould or perception that we have of what an All Black coach or a coach should look like and how they should necessarily sure. behave. And boys just changed the game. It's fantastic. And it's a great reflection on this Crusaders team. Uh, Chemist Warehouse, yeah. the Real House of Fragrances, Justin DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Clearly, the finals this week. Who's your DHL? Super Rugby Pacific Crusader Player of the Week? Really, really hard to single one guy out of that performance, but because it's the DHL um, Crusaders Player of the Round, I have to. Uh, and I just thought uh, the general, uh, Richie Moonga, his goal kicking, his general play, uh, the tries that he set up and created, and the way he, man- he just manipulated that entire Blues defence and bamboozled him with his decoy runners and then pick- picking the right options, hitting the right man all the time and the strategic way that he implemented that game plan was world class And who was your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round? Yeah well it's pretty hard to get one out of that that Chiefs game to be perfectly honest Um, but you know not to be biased to the Crusaders because I know there will be people listening um, all over the country and uh, I feel that in a game where a player needed the front and the game needed to be grabbed by the scruff of the neck, that Brody Retallick did that. Yeah, he scored the last try, but if you look at the way throughout that game, some of the tackles, clean-outs, um, carries, uh, you know, that, that's, that, that game suited Brody Retallick, and he, he, was, he was absolutely instrumental to the Chiefs getting that job done in the finish. Justin Marshall, it's been a privilege and a pleasure, my good man. Stop smiling. Another great week for the Crusaders. We look forward to catching up on Sunday when we reflect on the Super Rugby final. Well, we've got the best final that we could have asked for. I hope everyone enjoys it. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, It'll be a belter. You're listening to In The Red. That is another edition. Justin Marshall alongside of me. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take some calls. So if you do want to phone the programme off the back of the discussion I've had with Justin, 0800 150 That's 0800 150 Got a few thoughts on this All Black team as well.